one knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. Poker. This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And how's everybody doing out there? Big Dave Lemon, Joe Rodriguez, bringing you another show. Poker Action Line is the name, and we talk poker every week from our studios here in, uh, well, Pembroke Pines, South Florida. Let's say in the we're tropical storm to hurricane warning section. Yeah, you know that uh, that Target uh, uh, logo. <laughs> we got one of those on the back of our shirts. Anyway, uh, we are uh, awaiting uh, Hurricane Matthew here in the area, so we're getting doing our show. I'm getting the hell out of Dodge after the show, uh, heading to the west coast of Florida. You've been traveling, so you probably don't want to leave town right away. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, happy to be home. I'm happy to be home, but I didn't want to come home to a freaking hurricane here, so... Well, let me just tell you that uh, we are waiting to see what's going to happen. I want to talk in just a second about how uh, the weather can actually affect the poker world, definitely, if you're in the area, and and how it's having an effect on uh, us locally here. But uh, the storm uh, is supposed to be uh, heading into the Bahamas tomorrow. Well, it actually is hitting the southern Bahamas now. Uh, as we do the show, but uh, right now it's a little bit a weaker storm than it was, but it might get stronger, it might come to the left and hit us directly, so that's very dangerous possibilities are ahead of us. That's the curse we live with, with having beautiful warm waters over here in South Florida. So I guess what I'm trying to say is this could be our last show. <laughs> <laughs> could be our last breaths. And no, anyway, I'm getting out. Uh, I, I lived through Hurricane Andrew, and I'm sure you did, in 1992. That was years ago, but uh, that was a direct hit for your area. Exactly. It hit Homestead. I was about 25 miles north of where the eye came on, and trust me, it was... It was something that I hope I would never have to relive again. Yeah, and uh, I said then, if I ever hit, get one of these things heading a tortoise again, I'm getting out of here. Because, you know, uh, especially I'm, I'm going to be leaving my house before too long, and I have so much stuff to move. And, and I made a joke. I said, you know, since I'm incapable of uh, weeding out uh, what I want to keep and what I don't, I'll let someone else do it for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> a higher being will do that for me. Exactly. Uh, the other funny thing is I've been traveling a lot. I work with ESPN, a good buddy of mine does play-by-play for uh, ESPN and ABC, Dave Lamont, and uh, he uh, has another uh, buddy that, that does some of the games. We're, we both work as spotters for uh, him in, in games. Unfortunately, Dave has been injured, and I needed some help carrying his bags and doing some of the driving for him, so I've been doing almost all the games. So I've done almost every week so far this season. I uh, just got back uh, Sunday from Nebraska. Uh, which was a great trip, a beautiful stadium, Memorial Stadium in uh, Lincoln. And I went to Memphis and a few other places. So it just so happens that the other guy is is available now for the first time. So I am sitting this one out. Guess where the game is? Where is it, Big Dave? Where Chapel is Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Oh, baby. So, again, Bullseye. right in the cone, and uh, who knows, maybe we'll be in the cone and they'll survive, but uh, they don't know if they're going to play the game there. Of course, we have down here in South Florida, we have uh, the Hurricanes taking on uh, Florida State on Saturday at noon. So, um, Miami kind of is uh, below the cone, so may not right get Right on the outer hard. left side of the cone but, there. But let's face it, uh, you know, wherever it goes, it's going to be nasty. And uh, by Saturday, it might be through here, so it may not be a problem for that particular game. 
South Carolina and North Carolina may be getting it on Saturday. But uh, I wanted to compare it. I'm bringing it up on the show because uh, uh, we're looking at some tournaments going on right now in South Florida. There's a big one at the Isle Casino in uh, Pompano Beach, the Isle Classic, and got underway with a $350 tournament with, with nine opening sessions. They were supposed to have three on Monday, three Tuesday, three today. And before the tournament started, they it was a I think it was a three hundred thousand guarantee, and they pulled the guarantee. And you can't blame them. No, for that. You, you know, listen, I'm sure somewhere somewhere in their literature says uh, an act of God will will change these decisions real quick. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, they did have the event on Monday. They played the three uh, sessions, uh, morning, uh, afternoon, and night. And the turnout was 50 to 60 players in each, uh, whittled it down. I think there was six from one session, eight in another, nine in another survived to go to day two, which was supposed to be later in the week. Actually, I think it was, uh, I think it was even next Monday. But uh, those, the, the first three sessions went off as planned. Uh, but yesterday, they canceled everything for the rest of the tournament. So... Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you got you know. got twenty seven guys or something going for for first place in this tournament that they expected to have hundreds of players going to day two. Yeah, but everybody's making preparations for the hurricane. You know, this is you know you can't blame them for erring on the side of caution oh, sure. and pulling that away. You can't hold their feet to the fire here because of you know this hurricane and and we've been so uncertain as to whether you know that thing just had to hiccup and move a little to the left and you know. We're in big trouble here in, in Miami, Dade, and Broward. Well, let's face it; they could have had the tournament. They could have played it. They, they could have played today. It's not that bad, but uh, uh, it is just uh, you know a, a poor draw. Really, everybody has much better things to think about. So, uh, well, but but when you live in South, you know, in Florida in general. You know, this is something that we go through for six months out of the year. So when you schedule these tournaments, you know, obviously you're hoping, that, you know, the weather isn't a factor in the people coming into play. But sometimes it is, and these, you know, you have to take that action of pulling the guarantee just for the safety. You know, you don't want somebody who's saying, I don't care about the hurricane. I'm going to go play and try to make my thousands of dollars. And, you know, you just can't do that. And as a former manager, I understand that completely. I just heard about this news, and I didn't follow Twitter to see if there was anybody angry. But knowing poker players, I'm sure there was a few people who uh, were, quite, were, were quite upset that, that it happened. You know, obviously they did it before the tournament started, which is different. Uh, it is different from uh, uh, starting the tournament and then pulling the guarantee. I mean, at least there's kind of an agreement there when you play in a tournament that you're playing for a certain amount of money, and then it's hard for them to do it. They probably still could do it. But at least when you do it ahead of time, people have the right to come in there, and if they show up and they tell them there's oh. no guarantee, and then they could turn around and walk out. You got to remember, you know, the island, you know, the Hard Rock, these places that put on these, you know, these uh, multi-level uh, days to get into a big guaranteed uh, main event prize pool. You know, and like I said, it's so difficult because we weren't really sure. They were, you know, I mean, and we're still not sure. To be honest with you, they're still scaring us. We got huge lines at gas stations all over Dade and Broward and everything. And you know, you want to run the event in case that thing takes a turn. But you know what? You know, they're telling us to be very cautious over here. Liability is going to be a big issue if, if you know, if the storm hits while players are there. So you know, to err on the side of caution by canceling the guarantee, and you know, I don't know if they're going to do anything with the people that have passed through. You know, whatever whatever management decides there, whatever their protocol is for that, you know. 
they have to do that, and the players need to understand that. For right. mo- you know, most right. of them live down here. We, they know what we go through. Well, they are playing up at Jacksonville right now, so it's not just us. It's not just South Florida. It's not just uh, North Carolina, South Carolina. Of course, they're originally thought maybe it might even get up to the northeast at some point. Now it looks like maybe it's going to turn, uh, make a right turn, and head out to the ocean for at least for some while. It might come back, but yeah. uh, uh, I don't want to make light of the storm because we've been through it a lot, but... We're pretty spoiled down here because we were the hurricane capital of the world for for many, many years and had at least one big one every year and usually two or three. This year, you know, for the last 10 years, we haven't had anything. Had anything since Katrina and Wilma came through. I think 2005 was the last year. And then prior to that, it was, you know, 92 when Andrew came through. So. And, you know, to be honest, you know, Wilma and Katrina didn't do a whole lot of damage, at least in, in Broward and, and Dade. I mean, it, it you know, screwed us up for a few days, but that was it. Obviously, we know the, his, the story with Katrina going up and destroying Louisiana, New Orleans, Mississippi. But, you know, we have been spoiled since Andrew. We really haven't been put to the test like we are with this one with Hurricane Matthew, which which has had everybody freaking out, you know. So, again... Air on the side of caution, yeah, get absolutely. that in there, and, you know, if the poker players don't understand that, then that's too bad for them. Well, we just want to tell all our listeners, because many of them are in South Florida, we had, of course, this show on a local radio station for uh, 19 months when we started, and uh, have a lot of followers, that people that followed us onto the Internet and, and uh, listen to us every week. So uh, we do want to wish everyone the best. Uh, be careful, be safe. And uh, help your neighbor out, you know, if I can just say that, because uh, everybody uh, is going to need help from some time or another. Maybe it comes back to you in in hearts. I hope people heed your words there, David, because let me tell you, unfortunately, sometimes the worst of people also comes out in natural disasters. Yeah, and, and people have a have a penchant to complain, you know, blame FP&L for the power not coming back when when it's just an absolutely difficult job. Uh, there are many things we could blame them for, but not uh, certainly not a, a massive storm like this. So it is dangerous. I would suggest that people, if you, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to tell people what to do, but your life is much more important than your belongings, and there's not much you can do anyway. Once you put your shutters up and the storm comes in, you could just sit there and be scared, or you can have been smart and got out of town. Yeah, and, and most people are going to sit there and be scared, Dave. Unless most people been, are going to sit there and be scared because they want to exactly. protect. They want to be with their well, home. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we had, listen, if you remember with Andrew, we had a lot of looting going on down yeah. in Homestead. And, you know, it's just, like I said, just so disgusting that people would take advantage of others, you know, during their t- serious time of need. Well, the other thing is when you've been traveling for nine straight days, as you have been, you got back Monday from your trips to Iowa and Kansas City. Uh, tell us a little bit about how that went for you. We, you haven't been on for two weeks. And, by the way, we do want to thank uh, Corey Zeidman and Mark Perlman for stepping yes, in. Yes, thank you, guys. Thank you for stepping in and, and just being here and helping the show. Um, Dave, I had never been to the Midwest, okay? Really? And I've never been to the Midwest. I know you've traveled with, with me. Well, I was born in Dave Lamont. Let me tell you something. Their, their reputation of great hospitality, uh, you know, uh, people, people, and being great hosts, and you know, is so well earned and deserved that I couldn't believe it. I was calling people, just saying, "Oh my God!" You know, the the staff at at Iowa Council Bluff was wonderful with me, with everybody. The players, Dave, I was in shock, you know, because down here. 
you know, sometimes it's combat poker, as I like to say, you know, somebody gets knocked out because somebody, you know, made a call with two terrible cards and winds up with uh, two pairs to knock out aces or kings, you know, people would get up a little upset, and all I would hear is, I can't believe that guy played those two cards. While here in South Florida, I've heard the people cursing out the winner of the hand going, how the F did you play those two freaking cards? What are you, an idiot? And I didn't see any of that. I, right. I, in Kansas City, it was almost the same. I had one, one guy that may fall into that category. Uh, he bitched and moaned about a very minor thing, made the final on day 1A, got through, six people made it through, and I told one of the staff there, I go, if this guy doesn't win the tournament on Sunday when we have the finals, get ready for this guy to give you an earful for whatever it is. He's going to blame everything on, on his problems. And guess what? I would have won a lot of money if I had taken somebody had taken me up on that. He bed. got knocked out. He, he bitched and moaned to the poor lady who was at the time the supervisor in the room for a good 20, 25 minutes. Did you do the same thing at both tournaments? What was your job there? Well, no, because at Iowa, you know, Andrew Brock is their manager. The the two Bryans and Carenza, they have a tremendous staff over there. They really do. Uh, and Andrew came from, he followed Deb uh, Giordano and Jesse from uh, Vegas to Best, uh, to Best to Bend in Jacksonville. And then he has family in the Iowa, Nebraska area, so he got his dream job by becoming the manager there. I couldn't ask for a nicer poker room manager. You know, what a wonderful man he is, and he runs his room very, very well. Council Bluffs, Iowa is very close to Omaha. Right, right? I'm t- like less than 10 minutes from the airport to the whole, oh, okay. to the casino. So it's, it's really uh, o- yeah. Oklahoma, uh, Omaha. Pass by where the World Series of Poker is at Rosenblatt Stadium. Or the World Series of oh, uh, excuse me, World baseball. Series of College Baseball. Um, so... There, I mean, I had very little to do other than to give my speech at the start, answer questions about the PPC, the the packages, just be the goodwill guy there for the PPC, which is such a great honor for me. Kansas City, um, you know, one of their managers, one of their casino managers was thinking of taking over the poker room, so he actually went up to Council Bluff, and I kind of, you know, Andrew said, listen, Joe will give you all the rundown on what you should do, how to run a room, because Andrew was busy running, the, you know, his room. And we went over it. And, you know, he works at, at Kansas City, Harris. So when he got there and he saw all the work that had to be done, because they lost their manager, walked out about a month ago. And unfortunately, Dave, a poker room that doesn't have a leader gets into chaos real quick, right. you know, and unfortunately that's what happened in, 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 in uh, Harris at Kansas City. You know, luckily I was there to step in, give my advice, wound up, you know, not to say running it because I wasn't, I didn't have dealer rotations or anything, but I was making sure they were up to date because either they weren't trained on it, some of the people just uh, to me seemed like they didn't want to step in, uh, you know, uh, Stephanie, who's one of the supervisors, she was phenomenal. You know, she 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 was very grateful for the, the advice that, that that I gave her. I said, "Now tell me to shut up when you don't want anymore." But she wanted it. She ran it very well, and for the for the not for the most part, for just about everything, it went off without a hitch, except for the little problem that one guy had, where they didn't have the capabilities of putting two different uh, tournament clocks on. So they made a mistake by, with 16 minutes left in the final level to close out, they put the starting level. And I thought they were going to put up the clock, and for some reason they didn't have the capabilities in their room to run two clocks. So I told I said, listen, he's got a legitimate complaint. You're at the very last level of this. 
But she went over and told him, look, my phone says this. You've got 60 more minutes. But this guy lost a bad hand. He wanted to blame the clock instead of his play. So the only mistake they made was not leaving the day 1A, finish it, and then just switch the clock over, you know, with whatever time has elapsed for day 1B. Other than that, they ran that tournament beautifully. What were the turnouts like, especially in comparison to maybe some other events that they've had at these places? Well, I'll be honest with you. They, Iowa was, you know, very optimistic. I was shocked because it was the first time they had a $500 buy-in, which for me has been the largest buy-in into one of their main events. It sometimes ranges from 200 and change up to three and change. I had seen this was a $500 buy-in included. It already included the house fee and the percentage that they give the dealers. Um, and they guaranteed a hundred thousand. That's that's pretty big. And four or five thousand packages to the PPC Aruba World Championship this year. And they got the two hundred and sixteen players. You needed two thirty three to so where the house would keep all of its fees and, and the dealers would get all of it. But they have some sort of rule. They were happy as long as we got the two hundred, which we were not sure we were gonna do because the game that you were working at, the Nebraska game. Right. That poker room becomes a ghost town when Nebraska's on. Yeah. Okay. And Talk about a sea of red. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> you know, Andrew tells me, listen, and so I think it would have been better suited if they had run the two opening days on Thursday and Friday, let Saturday rest, and everybody come back on Sunday. But, hey, we got to 216, which is a great number. We got a much better turnout Saturday night than we anticipated because of the Nebraska game. And it was great. And the Kansas City tournament had 223 people. They crushed their guarantee of 50,000. Buy-in there was 370, with everything included in that 370. And the prize pool got up to $72,000 minus the, the two $5,000 packages. So they gave out in cash 62,000 and, and almost 625 in you know in money, and they guaranteed 50,000 plus the top two players mm. received a $5,000 package to Aruba. Okay. You got any results? Uh, well, uh, um, I can tell you this. The interesting part about the Iowa was having two, well, one officially November 9er, Dennis Phillips, who... Oh, Dennis who, Phillips. Yeah, who... Who was, has a radio show, by the way. Yes, and he also was the chip leader the year that, in 2009, when when they went, you know, back in November, he was the chip leader. He wound up coming in third, collecting a little over $4 million. That was the year Peter Eastgate won the title. And then we had another gentleman, Stan Schreiber, who was also finished third in the main event at the WSOP, but in 2001, where he lost to this year's favorite to get into the Hall of Fame, Carlos Mortensen, okay. and Dewey Tomko came in second. He wound up collecting almost 670000 back in 2001, just before the explosion happened. And the kid who won, the young man who won, is Eric uh, uh, Rodwig. Rodwig who has a World Series of Poker bracelet, and that's a hell of a bracelet for him to tell stories because the guy he beat heads up for the bracelet was Phil Helmuth. Wow. So he denied Phil Helmuth an extra bracelet uh, in 2011. Right, I so think we, I vaguely remember that. We had a very nice you know, uh, group in Iowa. I don't recall we having those big names in Kansas City because I know Dennis couldn't make it, and I don't know why Stan didn't come down, and the young man said he couldn't make it because of family obligations. So... Kansas City was very nice, but Iowa, to me, was very exciting in the sense that we had those name players, and it was great play. Mark Kroon, who's the featured pro for the PPC, was a, was almost a two-to-one chip leader over the second-place guy entering the final table, but uh, he got trapped in a hand with the eventual winner. 
you know, that slow played pocket kings in a hand where Mark had raised. He was right right to his left. He just smooth called. Another guy smooth called and a shorter stack went all in. Mark decided to go all in, and, and Eric with pocket king snap called, and the kings held up, and Mark was left with one chip, $1,000 chip, so, it, you know, it was a great tournament. And it, Mark Kroon also finished in the top 40 and uh, the top 50 in the main event, I think, the, either this year or last year. Okay. Uh, did you get a chance to talk with Dennis Phillips about radio, poker radio at all? I, um, uh, the gentleman who works with me over there got his phone number, and I asked him if, if we could call him for, for the show, and he said he'd be more than happy oh, to do that. We will do that. So I, I forgot to get his number before I left Kansas City, but I can get that number. So hopefully you're the, you're the great guy getting these people on the air. He yeah. was such a nice gentleman. Yeah, he's a very nice man and had a lot of friends uh, that supported him in that main event that year that all wore shirts, uh, St. Louis Cardinal shirts. Yeah, he uh, had a St. Louis Cardinal hat on. Always wears that. And uh, he's very good on the air, by the way, too. Uh, he's uh, very accomplished as a, as a radio personality. Wow. Well, let me tell you what I'm telling you. He, he just, you know, icing on the cake to see somebody who's made that kind of money, who's that popular, and he was just as nice as can be. That's terrific. So now you're home, uh, and uh, you're going to do a few more things with them? Well, actually, they asked me if I can go to represent them. I don't know what's going on now, obviously, with the hurricane, but uh, their last, I believe it's satellite tournaments to get into the uh, uh, Aruba World Championship for the PPC up in Foxwoods this coming, we- uh, this coming week for two days. We haven't quite ironed everything out yet, but that's their last tournament that I know of, and it's not a main event. I believe it's just satellites to get in to the to Aruba, and two years ago, a guy, gentleman who did that, uh, you know, won the main event down in Aruba, so they're, they're handling that, and then their big one comes up November 2nd through the 8th uh, at the in Hilton. In Aruba. In Aruba at the Hilton, and uh, I... I I was hoping to be invited, but actually I may be back in the back in the saddle working in the casinos down here in South Florida, oh, okay. so I'll That's know more next week. Great. Good to hear. And uh, uh, any numbers that they gave you as far as how many people have already qualified for packages? Over, over 150. Okay. So, so again, they look like they're heading we, upwards. We put six in between those two, between those two tournaments for the 5,000, not to mention that we gave out a uh, 1500 a couple of thousand uh, 2000 so probably i would say 12 to 13 people got packages over there okay and six of them are the good one that $5000 one is really good terrific lots of stuff going on here in south florida as well we'll keep an eye on that for you we'll take our first break on the show uh tell you about Gulfstream park located in Hallandale beach which is uh in the cone just like us and uh, we wish them the best as well. Uh, probably will affect business there for a couple of days, but hopefully everything will be fine by the weekend and uh, we can get back to normal. But uh, Gulfstream Park is really one of the jewels of South Florida uh, for entertainment, for racing, for gambling, and for shopping and dining as well. They have everything there, and uh, really it is uh, fun for the whole family. It's just not a poker room. It's just not a slot machine venue. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff to do, and uh, you can take the whole family over there, and everybody can do their own thing, uh, whether it's shopping or, or dining, getting together at different times during the day, watching the horse races and betting on those if you want. 
but we love it for the poker room. It's a great room with 20 tables located in the back side of the Finish Line Casino. Uh, just walk in the breezeway and hang a uh, right there and go to the back of that room, and you'll find the poker room there. And uh, it's a great place. A lot of great games there, all different kinds of games, and some juicy ones as well. So I yes. <laughs> uh, certainly uh, suggest you check it out and find out exactly what's going on. If you want more information about what's happening in the poker room from their loyalty rewards pro- program to uh, the games they spread to the nightly tournaments at 7 p.m., exactly all the details, just give them a call over there at 954-457-6336. That's 954-457-6336. Coming up is the Breeders' Cup. Uh, where you can watch the simulcast there and bet on those races as well. So that will be a big weekend and lots of stuff. The $12 million uh, Pegasus Cup coming up in January as well and a great winter season just on the horizon. It's Gulfstream Park. Welcome to your playground. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Antigua and operated on the Internet as a state lottery by the government of the island nation of Antigua and Barbuda. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many online Texas Hold'em poker tables with a yet-to-be-determined chip stack. And like any lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes. If you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit. Much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined towards a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Antigua. And you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipsantigua.com. We believe that when it goes live in July that there will be a heavy demand for this game as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result and their odds of winning are greatly improved if they are able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us for the Play for Real game when it becomes available this year. This is the sound of salmonella gyrating on your undercooked chicken. And it looks like mom might be taking it out a little early. Don't let salmonella get funky with your chicken. On average, one in six Americans will get a foodborne illness this year. So use a thermometer to cook each type of meat to the right temperature. Keep your family safe at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the program. Joe's back in town. He's back on the show. Hey, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. Uh, again, our thanks to uh, Corey Zeidman, who stepped in uh, for Joe the first week, and then last week, uh, Mark Perlman, uh, two good friends of ours that, uh, that did a great job on the show. And, uh, you know, we'd miss Joe always when he's gone, but uh, it always uh, changes up the show a little bit, which is a good thing from time to time. Yes, it is. And those guys are great. We've had Mark as a guest host many times before, and we had Corey as a guest who was in studio for, for most of the show. So 
I'm glad that they they had a great show with you. Dave. Worked out well, and uh, we always keep coming back to this uh, William Kasuf thing uh, at the tournament that was involved with I Stacey actually Madison. saw him. I actually saw a little bit of it in in Kansas City. I saw some of it. Uh, it's pretty interesting, and you're going to see more of this guy because. Uh, he was up to going to final two tables. He had 22 million chips, so yeah. uh, you know it's, he, he did very well, and then got shocked, which was uh, also a well, good thing. Karma, karma is a bitch, yeah, as they say. Absolutely. Uh, you had one more story you wanted to yeah, tell. Uh, first of all, uh, you had the you were going to tell me who the winners were in Kansas City. Right, uh, Monty Schmidt won. Won uh, took first place and one of the five thousand dollar packages. They made a deal when they got down to three. And I just want to mention him because he's such a nice guy, and his wife Pamela, just unbelievable people. They're part of that. Uh, they they know Mark Croon real well, and a lot of people from Wisconsin came down there. They're they're part of that Madison Mafia, as they like to call themselves <laughs> over there in Aruba. But I wanted to mention them, and also a gentleman from Naples, Steve Furman, who technically took the most amount of money. But he didn't get a package because the other two gentlemen wanted a package. And Steve won the tag team title down there, and he played just incredible poker. Okay. And uh, wound up taking the lion's share of the prize pool, but not, not the title or the package. But the other interesting story, Dave, it's so funny because, you know, we're in poker all the time in the room. And how some poker players are just so, you know, dialed into what's happening and have tunnel vision to what their hand is they're playing but uh, I came into the uh, council, Iowa Bluff for Harris, and, and um, there was a bad beat of almost 100,000. When I come in Sunday for the finals, I noticed a bad beat jackpot had been down to 30,000, which was their backup. When I asked the, the poker room manager, Andrew, he goes, you're not going to believe this. At about 2.30 in the morning, just as the, the main event, 1D, was closing up, he goes, there's a roar. You know, I hear people screaming for a queen, and a queen came, and everybody just started screaming. Well, two people had gotten it all in in a cash game, pre-flop, queens versus jacks. Flop came with a queen and a jack. Turn came a jack, giving that gentleman quads. And then everybody started screaming, queen, queen, queen. And sure enough, the queen hit on the river. And seven players at the table, six of them were jumping for joy. Now, the guy who lost the hand was so pissed off, and he couldn't understand. And the manager, everybody's trying to explain to him, and he was still mad because... He didn't understand that there was a bad beat, and he had just won 40000 for losing with quads. <laughs> and, and, the ma- and the manager says, I'm not lying. It took him 10 minutes to finally realize he was about to get $40,000. He was steaming for the whole 10 minutes. It's really the only time where you could lose with quads and be happy about it. Exactly. <laughs> if you're going to lose with them there where there's a bad beat, that's where you want it. So, uh, you know, I thought that was an interesting story how you're so dialed in that you don't even realize that you probably won the well, biggest part of your life. Well, let's let's face it. Uh, you, when you sit and play these things, a lot of times the, you know, there's a lot of people that go in there and they want the high hand, they want uh, the half hour prize for that, they want to win the bad beat or whatever, aces cracked or whatever. But the average player is not really planning on winning any of those. It's just no. so rare. Yeah, apparently they had shoved in like two hundred to three hundred dollars each, which is what they had in front of them. I don't know who was all in. But like I said, you know, to be that dialed into just you know thinking that you lost two three hundred dollars and not realizing what the promotions are in the room, as you said down here, that's rare. Yeah. Because they're flashing. Uh, Andrew told me that he tried to bring in the high hand over there, knowing how well it go. It was in bed, uh, best bet in Jacksonville and everything here, and he goes, it just did not go over at all over there. So they give out. Cracked aces, three or four of them, stuff that people wouldn't accept down here, to be honest with you. And um, 
They only rake a dollar for the jackpot over there, so obviously it doesn't build up as high. But the interesting part in Iowa is they rake $6 in the game. Mm. So uh, down here, I think you'd have a lot of poker players screaming if the house took $6 for them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of bad beats, uh, I talked with Noah, Noah uh, Carbone today from uh, the Palm Beach Kennel Club. They, of course, are uh, making their preparations to get ready for a WSOP circuit event that will be contested from November 10th through the 21st. Uh, the main event is a uh, $1,675 buy-in. Uh, you can actually enter up to five times because there's a re-entry in each flight, and then you can enter a fifth time uh, if you have to on day two, if I start of day two. But uh, 1675 it's a uh, three-day event, official ring event, uh, with uh, no guarantees. Uh, they've kind of uh, distanced themselves from uh, guarantees especially since there's so much competition here in South Florida. In fact, Noah did mention to me, uh, you know, his constant uh, disgust with the Seminoles, and, and they constantly uh, schedule things against him now. is a little bit of an overlap with the Rock and Roll Poker Open, but not uh, not directly with the main event, really, for a big thing. But still, there because there's so much competition here, uh, it's come to the point where people, I don't, I don't know, do people care about guarantees anymore? Yeah, I think it definitely draws people in. But if they're interested in playing in them, Dave, and, you know, Noah's upset with, with the hard rock, obviously. And I've been mentioning this, and you and I have discussed this many times on the show, that, you know, any time they wanted to do that, that's how they were going to disrupt poker in South Florida. Yeah. For the most part, they've kind of stayed away. But now, besides their affiliation with the WPT, you know, they're running their own big tournaments now. And, you know... Locally, it really affects the aisle more than anything else. And uh, now, you know, they overlap these events. We've seen people missing these these guarantees. And, you know, business is business. So if if I was a manager at the Hard Rock and, you know, had their resources, I'd be doing the same thing. Yeah. I'd be doing the same thing. Now, it sucks if I'm – I don't want to – if I'm on Noah's side, I'm, I'm just like him. I'm pissed off that they're doing that. But, you know – this is uh, the 800-pound gorilla, as they say, in the room, and it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. It's really not going to go anywhere. So I, don't, I think in the long run, it's going to be bad for poker players. You understand? I think in the long run, it's going to be bad for poker players if one place just kind of has the guarantees and is the one, you know, the one shining light to go play in tournaments because the Isle and West Palm Beach Kennel Club – have scaled back their tournaments because yeah. they don't they don't want to lose money. Right. Well, Noah's point was, uh, you know, obviously they can do what they want to do. It's uh, their decision, and it is what it is. But uh, he said he thinks it's bad for the poker community. He said if we stayed out of each other's way uh, all the time and didn't put things on top of each other, it'd be a lot better for everybody. Well, involved. yes, yeah, that's that's that, that, that was what just what I just said right now. Yeah, you know, absolutely. The, that's ex- those would be my words coming out of my mouth. What Noah just said, I think it works better for the poker community to be able to do that. But you know, the Hard Rock's in a business, and uh, they want to they want to get the true lion's share. They want to get the, the tournament share of this, right? Which obviously then leads to uh, other revenue and, and everything else in their in their hotel and casino. Well, if you're looking ahead, the main event at the Palm Beach Kennel Club is uh, Friday, November uh, 18th, 18th and 19th. Uh, day uh, 1A is uh, starts at noon on the 18th. 1B is uh, the 19th, and then they'll come back for uh, day two, then the following day on the 20th. Uh, so uh, 
that is uh, the schedule there. Uh, the Seminole Hard Rock po- Poker Open uh, is about a week later uh, for a main event. And right now, this month, uh, the uh, the action is underway at the Isle Casino, a very good tournament, the Isle Classic that's uh, been around for about six years. And their main event is uh, later in October, I think the 26th, I believe it starts. But we'll be talking about that. We'll be checking some of that out, and uh, we'll let you know what happens. Uh, another big tournament going on up in... Uh, Maryland, our good friend Mike Smith uh, runs the room up there at Maryland Live, and they are hosting a uh, big event for the WPT, and uh, that is on day two now. They came back, uh, or actually day three, they came back, uh, uh, I guess yesterday was day two, and uh, they are down to the final table now. It might even be day four now that I mention it, but uh, <laughs> uh, they are at the final table, and they started with six today. Uh, I know that Kate Hall has been eliminated uh, as the first player from the final table. Uh, other players at the table, Ryan Bells, uh, last chip count I have, $7.4 million. He's the chip leader. Zach Smiley is at $5.1 million. Mario Silvestri, uh, the third, is $2.4 million. Darren Elias, $1.9 million. And Ben Zamani, who is from Boca Raton, has had a great year. He finished second at Choctaw earlier this year on the WPT, and I believe he's a leader in their uh, Player of the Year race. He has $1.5 million, but he's the short stack, and we'll give you some updates on that. But big tournament going on at Maryland Live. Yeah. Their first big WPT event, as far as I, re- I can remember, uh, and uh, a lot of interest up there in uh, a great room. Well, let me tell you, Mike Smith is just an incredible you know, <laughs> poker director. He had the aisle down here, as, as you know, our regular listeners know, had that as the number one room for many years here in South Florida. And he's continued that, even shattered that at Maryland Live. I mean, right. he's got to have the, if not the most successful, the second most successful room in the country, you know, with all the tables they run and the games they run there. And, you know, now dipping their toes. I mean, they've he, he's been a great supporter of the PPC Poker Tour for many years right. down here and that, then up and in helps Maryland. Helps run it down there. And Maryland Live, as a matter of fact, the champion of champions tournament that the PPC is running this year for the first time, uh, where all the main event champions are going to be invited and brought down to Maryland Live for a tournament from November 30th through December 1st. is going to be held there. Mike Smith is the tournament director for the PPC at the Ruba. Uh, he just does such a tremendous, yeah, tremendous job. Too. So uh, certainly have a ton of respect yep. for him. Oh uh, did my a wonderful God! Job yes, here. sir. Yes, got a, sir. Got a dream of a lifetime job up there, and I guess is just having a great time. Oh my God! I, you know, <laughs> he, I think he's exceeded everything that he probably promised them up there when he got the job. Uh, the uh, tournament in Jacksonville is next. The WPT Best Bent Bounty Scramble, and that's going to be a TV uh, final table. And uh, they are underway. It started on September 30th uh, as we taped this show here on October 5th. So uh, coming up uh, in about nine days will be their main event, a $5,000 buy-in, the 14th through the 18th, and that is in Jacksonville. Uh, following that, a couple tournaments uh, over in Europe, uh, w- WPT UK party poker event, and then one in Montreal and one in the Caribbean. So uh, a lot of stuff coming up on the WPT. We like to keep you up to date on everything that's coming on. The circuit is uh, currently playing uh, right now in Indiana, outside of Louisville, at the Horseshoe Southern Indiana. They're playing their uh, main event coming up uh, this weekend. And then uh, the Horseshoe in Hammond, which is outside of Chicago, 
will host one next. Then they head back to Lake Tahoe and then down here November 10th through the 21st, Palm Beach Kennel Club. So uh, a lot of great stuff, a lot of big events. And uh, we and are also... Not, not to mention a small little thing of the, uh, in a little over three weeks, we'll have the November Niners play. Yeah, I was looking at that and the TV shows have been great. I'm a little bit behind. I think I'm through episode five and I think... This weekend will be uh, episodes 9 and 10, so i got to catch up on the ones that I've missed. But uh, a lot of great stuff, a lot of fun stories. Uh, two guys, Alex Keating and William Kasuf, are getting a lot of the attention because they're the bad boys. They're a lot of uh, table talk and irritating sometimes, but uh, they're characters. Uh, they're certainly playing it the right way to get on television. And uh, the tournament moves along. Both are doing very well, and... Uh, uh, I think people enjoy watching that sort of thing. I think so, too, you know, if it's done. But now, I saw him egg somebody on with the little bit that I've seen of the show so far. I happened right. to catch him. He, he goes too far. And, and he, he, he actually, this was a very good move. I don't know if you saw that, that episode, but he had a six, and I think he was a small blind, big blind situation. And, they, you know, he called, and Flop came with a six. The other player actually had pocket nines and I guess was trying to trap him or something. I'm, I'm trying to remember how it broke down. But um, the river, they... There they, was another six, There was a right? bet, yeah, another six hit the board. And I did see that. Yeah, the guy, you know, he checked the turn and when the third six hit and then came out betting on the river when a king hit. That's what it is. His opponent had a king. And, you know, he, he played it. He spoke it up beautifully. But he folded. He made a good fold, as I remember, right? The, no, the guy called him oh, with the king. The guy, because he, he, he didn't put him on the three sixes. He thought he was just trying to steal blind against blind. And he didn't bet a lot, you know. He, he made it just enough that it enticed his opponent to make the call. Right. Well, it's been fun, uh, and it's been on Sunday nights. And uh, the only problem is it's up against football, and it's been up against uh, one of the uh, presidential debates. So I don't. I, I think their viewership has to be way down this year. I would think, but you can get that stuff on demand as well. Yeah. So if it, you want to see it, you can find it. Yeah, that, I'm, that's curious. I wonder how they handle that with the viewership and everything else. Since since they, you know, since uh, it is ESPN, I don't know how their ratings go for all of that being on cable. Yeah, yeah I don't either. Anyway, uh, more shows on this weekend, Sunday night, October the ninth. 8.30 is uh, the first show, an hour and a half, and then there'll be a second show, which I think is an hour, uh, runs at 10 p.m. So uh, check that out. Uh, pick up some of the other shows if you want. Uh, the final table is, of course, uh, October 30th, and uh, if we get a chance tonight, we'll take a look at the final table, guys, and it's been a while since we've uh, talked about them, so uh, we might do that a little bit tonight as well. But that is October 30th, so between now and then, uh, one, two, three straight Sunday nights worth of shows will take you right down to that November 9th. And then they usually stream one day on ESPN2 or something where they right, where right. they stream all the shows you know, leading up to the day before, I that's think, you, the main huh? event. That's when I'll watch <laughs> a lot more of it. You know, That's when I'll watch a lot uh, more of it. Catch up on everything you missed. Yep. Anyway, uh, certainly uh, a lot of fun this year, and uh, I got a chance to go. I'm still up in the air whether I might go back for the November 9. I haven't decided yet, but we'll uh, we'll see how that works out. Anyway, uh, let's take another break on the show. We'll talk to, about our friends at Gulfstream Park. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, great horse racing and great just a lot of good stuff. But uh, really the beauty of the area and the track is just so attractive down there as far as uh, – 
you know, tourists coming down later in the year when we get closer to Thanksgiving and everybody comes and uh, checks it out. Uh, so maybe now is a good time for the locals to uh, head by there and uh, watch a little bit of racing because uh, unlike in past years, racing is uh, pretty much year-round. So uh, you can check it out uh, Wednesdays through Sundays. Uh, you won't see maybe the very, very top jockeys and trainers because they won't be down until December. But still, a lot of top-notch racing here. And uh, just a beautiful view. If you go out and watch the races on the track, you can see the uh, Aventura uh, condos and places in the distance, the palm trees and everything. It's just a beautiful place and, and certainly worth an afternoon of your time, especially on a weekend when it's nice and crowded on a Saturday. And the excitement is there and the pretty girls and the hats and the dresses. And the, it's really just uh, one great weekend. It really is. It's a it's great Great weekend, so much to do there. We're, we're, you know, we're excited about the poker room, the, the casino, the horse racing. But if you bring your family, they have so much to do there too, with the huge Pegasus, the restaurants. I'm telling you, it's just becoming a destination place for players to go. They have nightly tournaments. Uh, most are hold'em. I think Wednesdays is their uh, PLO tournament. But uh, different uh, buy-ins, different number of starting chips. Uh, if you want information, call the room at 954-457-6336. Once again, 954-457-6336. And if you're interested in uh, having a great meal, uh, one of the places I can highly recommend is Frankie's, which is a place where you can watch the races, a great sports bar. And right next door is the Adina Wine Bar and Grill which is a tremendous restaurant as well. And can't you bet on the races from Frankie's, yes, too? Yes, you can. There you, you can, go. That's another added bonus. Mutual windows right in the, inside the bar there, which is off the main track. But uh, And you can bet not just on Gulfstream, but all the races around the country. Uh, the Travers, I think, is this week, if I'm not mistaken, up in uh, Saratoga, or possibly just this past weekend. The Breeders' Cup is coming the first week in uh, in November, so all that's uh, still ahead, and uh, you can even, if you're a real degenerate, you can stick around late at night and play Australian races until like 2 in the morning. A lot of people do that. I remember that back in my Jersey days at the Meadowlands. They'd start at midnight. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of great stuff. Uh, Gulfstream Park, located, very easy to find, by the way, Hallandale Beach Boulevard and Federal Highway. Uh, The address, if you need to put it into your GPS to find it, is 901 South Federal in Hallandale Beach. But if you just look around at the horizon, you'll see Pegasus, a 110-foot bronze statue, (laughs) in the parking lot. And uh, very easy to direct you right there. Out in front is the uh, Village of Gulfstream Park. Uh, A lot of great stuff there. Check it out. Tell them that Big Dave and Joe sent you over. Gulfstream Park, welcome to your playground. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Antigua and operated on the Internet as a state lottery by the government of the island nation of Antigua and Barbuda. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many online Texas Hold'em poker tables with a yet-to-be-determined chip stack. And like any lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes. If you lose all your chips... 
the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit. Much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined towards a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Antigua. And you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipsantigua.com. We believe that when it goes live in July that there will be a heavy demand for this game as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result and their odds of winning are greatly improved if they are able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us for the Play for Real game when it becomes available this year. Hey, WFO Universe, want something for free? Send a self-addressed stamped envelope with plenty of postage and we'll load it up with free WFO stickers. That's right, I said free. Send your envelope, care of Castello Media, slash WFO stickers to P.O. Box 848-353, Pembroke Pines, Florida, 33084. Do it now. Welcome back. Final segment of the program. Big Dave Lemon, Joe Rodriguez. Back in back town. Back in town. Back Joey, in town. Joey's back in town. <laughs> anyway, uh, you had some fun out there. Uh, I'm sure you're happy to be home. And uh, how tough is it for you after that long a time to get settled in? Um, actually, since the the time difference is only an hour, it really you know didn't really uh, yeah didn't stay in a nice hotel. Yeah, I stayed at Harris property for both of oh, them. Oh, beautiful! Now the second one was even better than the first one because in the uh, the we stayed at the Harris property, but the horseshoe where we played the poker room was about three or four miles away, so we had to take a shuttle. So you had oh, to wow. catch the shuttle to go over there at the quarter after and quarter of, and coming back on, on the top and bottom of the hour. So. That was a little tough, but in Kansas City, the hotel was right there and connected next to the casino, so it was a three-minute walk to your room, three, four-minute walk to your room from the poker room. So, And uh, to be honest with you, Dave, the best I've ever been treated for comps from our food and for everything else was in Kansas City. They 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 really, really did a great job. Got some nice barbecue there. Yeah, we went to, a, uh, for my birthday last Monday, we went to a Jack Stack's Freight House, which is very famous over there. I even saw their barbecue sauce being sold at the airport while I was waiting <laughs> to come home uh, this past Monday. So, yeah, we had a great time. And actually, one of the top ten restaurants in Kansas City is at the Harris Hotel called 37. Okay. And had tremendous meals there. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, day four it is uh, of the uh, tournament at uh, Maryland. Maryland Live. Uh, things are finishing up. Uh, they are down to two players. Uh, head-to-head battle between Zach Smiley, Zachary Smiley with 10.3 million chips. Uh, Ryan Bells has 6.3 million. Uh, eliminated uh, in order, Kate Hall, Darren Elias, Benjamin Zamani, and Mario Silvestri the third. So they are down playing for the title in Maryland, and uh, be nice for them Price to get done. Price has got to be really nice there, huh? Because I remember when, when you and I talked, Kate Hall got 68000 for sixth place. So. At 554 players in this wow. one, and uh, I think it was a five, if I'm not mistaken, it's a $5,000 buy-in. No, 3500 3500 so they had almost, what is it, almost, well, I can uh, tell you almost exactly $2 million, Almost $2 million in the payout. I can tell you what the payouts are. Uh, let's see. Oh, no, they're just giving the payouts to the players that are out. 
But uh, Mario Silvestri, who finished third, collected uh, 153,000. Oh, first place. Here it is, uh, 356k. There you go. Second is probably going to be about 100,000 less than that. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, they're finishing sitting up in Maryland. Uh, we are uh, looking at all the events heading on, not just here in South Florida, but uh, everywhere, including the GPL, which is, well, what can you say about the GPL? Uh, they've made some mistakes. They have tried hard. I want this thing to, to survive, uh, but I'm not sure it will. Well, let me tell you, they I, again, I don't know what the agreement was with all the players that, that agreed to be on the different teams and everything else, but in my opinion, if they don't get the top-named you know, talents on each team, and I know every player is great, Dave. You know, I'm, not, I'm not questioning anybody's ability on any of the teams. These are all great, great players, but you, know, you want to get the casual poker fan interested in it. You have to have the big names, you know, from the, the first rounders, so to speak, from each team battling it out. At, you know, some of them battling out this week, some of them battling out the next week to interest the people to go online and watch it. Well, it was just uh, announced late last week that Poker Stars has jumped in as a sponsor of the GPL. And uh, that will, of course, uh, guarantee their survival for this year. Who knows if uh, what will happen next year. But look how smart that is. This, this is, you know... This engine's being run by online by watching that, and PokerStars is very smart to get into this because they know if they can tweak this, and they probably have the deeper pockets to get done what has to get done with the scheduling conflicts right. that these players have with other poker tournaments. This has a great chance on a poker site so that you can drive players to come watch it on your site and maybe get psyched and all of a sudden log in and play while they're watching this. Well, I was following it in the beginning. I kind of lost interest. Uh, you know, I don't know if I can get that back. Uh, September 22nd started their playoff. Well, not their playoffs, but their, their third part of their season, which is leading to the playoffs. Uh, they have canceled the playoffs being played at Wembley, which was the plan in the beginning. They are not even taking the cube around now. They are in Vegas playing. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, they've had to cut costs because they didn't have the money. Now that there's an infusion of sponsorship dollars, maybe that will change. Who knows? Well, but, uh, maybe, someone has, maybe someone got a better vision of what this can be, uh, meaning poker stars, <laughs> and is trying to tweak it so that this can become the success that you, both you and I thought this could be. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, again, you know, it'd be nice to talk to uh, Jason, Mercier, and... Some of the people that we know, uh, Chance Corneth, uh, that have been involved in it, and see if they've lost their luster uh, with this event. You know, pretty tough. Uh, Aaron Paul was supposed to play this week, and I didn't even get a chance to look in and, and do any research on that. Of course, uh, you know, that's because of me, and I've been pretty busy. But, um, you know, it's just not really attracting my attention, and I would be one of their major uh Yeah, you've been excited fans. about this since they announced it. Right. I was the one that was kind of like, well, I don't know how this is going to go. And then they got me all excited with the draft. <laughs> and the way they formulated the teams and, and the people who were playing on these teams. And, you know, then it kind of waned a lot for me after that because, you know, the, granted, like I said, great players playing, but not the household names that, that the casual poker fan really wants to see. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, there was one other uh, um note that came out this week that I was reading on the uh, the Five Thoughts column, and that's... Uh, uh, there's there's two weeks to go for the one drop this year. It's being played in Monte Carlo. They changed the format into uh, anybody that wanted to put up uh, the, the million uh, euros buy-in. 
was going to be uh, in, but now this year they only invited people. It's an invitation only. 35 players are uh, confirmed to play in this event, uh, and they've kind of eliminated the pros from this. It's really a recreational player-only type of thing. So it's businessmen and people um, that are involved uh, just on a and part-time basis. And how much basis. are they putting in? Is this the big one or the a, mil- a million euros is the buy-in. That's a nice invitation to get. Listen, you're, you're invited to my poker game. Don't forget to bring your million, <laughs> your million euros with you. Well, the original year was 2012. Uh, they had 42 in 2014. Uh, you got several businessmen and philanthropists uh, that were admitted they were tired of being bled out by professional players in this event. So uh, they were kind of leaving the event. So they left the pros on the sideline and. Uh, I think that's going to be a good thing, to be yeah. honest with you. And, and it's still a great, you know, it's a great uh, benefit for a very great charity. The One Drop charity does so much good work, especially in Africa, where different places where they don't no. have drinking water. And so we'll see what happens. It's going to be played in Monte Carlo coming up very soon. Uh, but the problem with it, that uh, there was some, some uh, players who came out and inferred that uh, there was some collusion and some soft playing involved by some of the, these players over the past few years in some high roller events. And, uh, you know, the, while nothing is proven, uh, players like Max Silver have come out and said there was definitely some evidence of soft play uh, at one of the final tables that he saw. He didn't name any names, but uh, we'll have to see. So that can put a, a damper on this whole thing. Well, maybe that's why they got away from the pros. You know, these businessmen are going to, again, being businessmen, I, I would imagine, you know, <laughs> their instincts to win are very strong, especially if they're putting up a uh, a million dollar entry fee. I mean, granted, it's a tremendous charity, does great work, you know. But uh, Dave, this is you know, this is nothing new under the sun. As you know, people saying they soft play certain tournaments. You know, obviously, you don't ever want that, but. Yeah, similar complaints that we've had in the past about other situations. Yeah, absolutely. And without naming names, you know, who are you going to believe, you know? You can't. You can't, really. Uh, the other thing about the GPL is they were going to have an appearance at uh, at TwitchCon, which I haven't really read much about. I don't know if people uh, followed that much. But originally there was supposed to be some sort of tournament there at TwitchCon in San Diego. But instead they were just going to have some kind of meet and greet with some of the players who were involved. So I'm not sure how that went. Uh, I, I think it's just a bad indictment of this whole uh, league and, and situation if if I'm not following it closely anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, you know, they, they, they've got no one to blame but themselves, no, Dave. Probably so. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Uh, they'll continue to play. Maybe when they get to the finals or the semis, you know, and they, there's a little more publicity about it, we'll uh, catch back up. Still want to get my Berlin Bears T-shirt. <laughs> you better get it before it's taken off the shelves. Yeah, exactly. I'm not even sure if they got their store up on the site, but I will check that out in the next couple of weeks. Anyway, uh, World Series of Poker continues this Sunday night with uh, episodes number 9 and 10. They will be 14 and all up to the main event, and uh, we're running out of time, so we won't be able to take a look at the November 9. But we still got a couple of weeks for yeah. that, and we will do that over the month of October, work on a couple of guests coming in. We'll see if we can hook Dennis Phillips up. That will be something we need to jump on immediately. So uh, I will uh, get in touch with you, and you can get in touch with your guy and get a number on yeah, him. We'll he, call him. He told me he, he had given him his number because he was walking out when I asked him this, and uh, 
like I said, I didn't get much to speak to him, but he was such a nice guy after he had just been eliminated. <laughs> Absolutely. But we'll check that out, and uh, obviously we'll work on some other guests. Uh, Seminole Hard Rock, a uh, big tournament in the end of November, and uh, WSOP Circuit's still coming. So I'll be making a few uh, local trips here. I don't know if I'll go to the number, November 9 or not. I would like to, and I, and I still may, but... Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Anyway, that's going to do it for the program. Good to have you back in the studio. We uh, certainly want to uh, thank Gio for all his uh, work and uh, putting together the program as usual. Uh, don't forget that you can always pick up Poker Action Line several different places. The Poker Fuse podcast page. You can go to uh, our website at PokerActionLine.com. There is a whole archive there on the uh, the Podbean app that uh, just click on the yellow box on the front page of Poker Action Line. You can find it. Or you can go to iTunes, simply search Poker Action Line, download it for free there. Uh, but one of the best places, the guys who've done a great job for us, is the Hold'em Radio Network. They carry our show weekly, and I think uh, usually on Friday nights and then a replay sometime over the weekend. So uh, you can check it out there. Lots of great places. And then there's Stitcher, Stitcher Radio. I think that app is... Uh, uh, still running strong, and they carry all kinds of different podcasts, so you can search our podcast on there and pick it up every week. Uh, go back and listen to Mark Perlman last week, uh, Corey Zeidman two weeks ago, or the great show with uh, Stacey Madison, who talked about her uh, confrontation with William Kasuf, which aired two weeks ago on uh, ESPN. And they're still talking about it all over the poker world, whether he should have been penalized or not. And there's some really strong opinions out there. Of course, we know Stacy, so we know how we feel about it. Yeah, and we got and we got her opinion on the air and everything. Else, yeah, she so. was great, and I thought she came off good on it. Uh, she was very upset, and yet she was interviewed and gave them plenty of time. And she was uh, very gracious. Point of view, you know, it's uh, it, it just just one last thought about that is uh, how tough it is to play five days in a row, make it to day five, and know how badly that she wanted to, uh, not not she got it the money. Obviously, that wasn't the point, but to make it to the November nine and become the first woman at the November nine was really in for, foremost in her thoughts. She had a big stack and she was doing very well. And that hand really cost her big time, and then she was eliminated when she had pocket aces. So, uh, you know, you got to feel for her there. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. But unfortunately, that's how poker is. You, it seems to be that one one decision that somebody made you make. Uh, you know, yeah. all of a sudden the rest you can't think clearly. But and again, it's nothing to think about when you get pocket aces. Well, I can tell you, I'll be standing and cheering when he gets eliminated with pocket kings uh, later in the show. I, I hope that's not too bad of a spoiler uh, for you, but. <laughs> Uh, he makes it to the final two tables, so uh, he will be around here for the next couple of weeks as well. Yeah, I'd love to hear his comments. Anyway, uh, thanks for being with us tonight, and Joe, thank you for uh, being back in Geo again. Thanks, and uh, we'll see everybody next week, another edition of Poker Action Line. We'll talk to you then. Stay safe. <laughs> the views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.